a good Monday morning to you. Welcome on in to Lunch with Claves and Joe here on ClavesOnline.com. We are powered by Ameren, Illinois, driven by Munganat St. Louis Acura, and also sponsored by the HomeLoanExpert.com. I'm Joe Roderick. He is Mike Claiborne. Claves, a uh, very busy past week, um, and we got about a half an hour to go through it all. But first, I guess we start with the, uh, I don't want to say bad because they won yesterday, but it's been a little rough for the Cardinals these past seven days. Well, yeah, you're right. It has been rough. Um, you know, you're getting decent pitching, no offense. I mean, you've been shut out a few times during the course of the week. But this is what happens when you face better teams. You know, we, we were gung-ho about beating up on Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and teams like that. Well, you know, the National League East has some really good teams. And going back to Miami, then you play Philadelphia twice. Uh, and then you also have Atlanta mixed in. So, yeah, they're, they're facing better teams. Uh, runs are harder to come by, and, uh, you know, they just got to figure it out because, let's face it, if they think they can make a run and get in the postseason, they're going to face one of these teams. So you better figure out how to win now because if you think you can wait until then, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and just uh, the injuries, you know, piled up for so long this year. It was like, okay, one guy went down, you know, somebody else came up. The 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 players they have had coming from Memphis – have all just exceeded expectations this year, but it started to pile up and it started to catch up with them to where the names you were getting from Memphis weren't names that you were aware of at the start of the season. So when that starts to happen, you know, when you get the prospects that come up like Donovan or Yepes and Gorman and and that happens and that all works out fine, that's great. But then no, no offense to, to Connor Capel, but nobody had him in a, in their plans for the Cardinals' 2022 season. Well, yeah, you're right. But here, I'll even go one step further. They didn't have uh, Donovan in the plans. They didn't have Yepes in the plan. They didn't have Palante in the plan. There's a lot of guys who are on this team that are making contributions they didn't have in the plan. Now, do they get overexposed? Yeah, in some cases they probably do. But you don't have a choice because you want to give your organization a chance to 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 contribute before you look outside the organization. So it, it's it's a little bit of a challenge. Um, you know, some of these guys have been really good and other guys have been average. And there are, there are other guys who you can tell need more time. Yeah, and I don't know if Connor Capel is a good player or not. I mean, he's not as good as he needs to be in order to stay in the big leagues. But, you know, that's that's yet to be determined. So and, and Newbar, you throw Newbar in that conversation also. Yeah, and yesterday, in, in this past, you know, the past few weeks, it's been somebody stepping up constantly all season. I mean, Arenado had the great April. Uh, Goldschmidt ha- is, you know, the best player in baseball, I think, this year when you look at his numbers, MVP for the first half of the season in the National League for sure. And most recently, it's been Dylan Carlson that's been really uh, kind of stepped up his game. And we saw in Atlanta, the the way that he played center field, You know, last week when we were talking about who to trade away, I brought up Harrison Bader's name and you shut that down. And then I I see this weekend, you know, I I think there was talk and, you know, rumblings of, oh, look, Dylan Carlson can play center field. I don't know if you saw Randy Carricker posted this Cardinal, uh, these Cardinal numbers the other day. In 2021, when Harrison Bader started, the Cardinals were 61 and 40. When he didn't start, they were 29 and 32. This year, with Harrison Bader starting, the team's 36 and 29. They're 9 and 13 with him not starting. So, Harrison Bader's offense isn't where you want it to be, but there's something about putting Harrison Bader in center field that makes that team a whole lot better, and the numbers are there to prove it. Yeah, he's an intangible. 
I don't think there's any question about that. Um, and I, I think, though, you have to decide on what can you accept with regard to his offensive productivity. And, and once you say, all right, we realize he's a 265 hitter, he's going to strike out, you know, 102 times, whatever. Once you feel like that's going to be him, then you go from there because the defense doesn't suffer. Uh, you know, and Carlson had a pretty good week. But Carlson was doing a lot of damage from the right side. And that, that leads you to think, well, why don't we just make him a right-handed hitter? Interesting cu- subject, but here's the question. How are you going to have a guy who's never faced right-handed pitching from the right side all of a sudden figure out how to hit a slider that's, cool, that's tailing away? And remember, his stance is, is completely different. His load is even different from mm-hmm. right to left. So it, it's wishful thinking. You don't do it in the middle of a season. Uh, if you want to explore the offseason, that's one thing. But they, they bring two different values to the team. You know, Carlson, is, as you mentioned, is, is become a little bit more productive. They both strike out a lot, okay? They both play center field differently as far as their, their breaks on balls. But, you know, Bader's probably a better base runner, or at least he's a faster runner. Carlson is a really good base runner. Uh, so, you know, it's I almost think Joe is six in one hand, half dozen in the other. I just think we as fans, uh, or some fans, just like to talk about what if. Let's trade this guy because they don't like him for one reason or another. What um you uh you know as we talk about Harrison Bader, I know that he spoke a little bit to the media yesterday. What do you know about his current situation with uh, the plantar fasciitis? And we're also going to run through the rest of the injuries too after you. Uh, I don't. Answer I don't think Bader. we'll see him. We don't see. We won't see him until after the All Star break at, at the earliest. Uh, this is something that's really been stressful to him. I mean, he's in and out of a boot. Um, but, you know, it's one of those injuries, man. If you never had it, you don't know how to rehab it, okay? You don't know how it, – it's one of those things everybody heals differently when you have it. And you really never heal. You almost have a tendency to just be able to play through it or, you know, you know, you can get enough treatment that maybe it doesn't hurt as much. But it's something, man. I've, I had it many, many moons ago, and it was no joke. I had it a year ago, and I still don't know how it went away. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what I did that it just stopped. And you know what? It could be a number of things. It could be the inserts in your shoes. It could be a different type of shoe. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. Uh, but it's something that when you got it, you know, you can't do anything. So mm-hmm. I don't see him coming back until well after the All Star break. Uh, the other ones, I think Tyler O'Neill. We might see him this week. Uh, I thought we would have seen him on Friday, but he, you know, he had some 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 soreness in his hand or his wrist. So, you know, that's where he stands. Uh, Steven Matz, I wouldn't be surprised to see Steven Matz start this week, start a game this week. They want to get him a start before the break. Uh, who else do we have? Flaherty is still in California as of Friday. I have you talked to him at all? Yeah. Uh, we, we text on Friday. So he's getting treatment out there. You know, let's face it. You know, they, they, I, I think there's a probably a pretty good therapist out there who can work with him. And maybe he's a guy that would like to have the second opinion more involved. With, with respect to Yachty, I don't see Yachty coming back till after the All-Star break. And I don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back. Uh, it's been an unfortunate situation because I think that people would expect him to be around his teammates. But he felt like he could do it differently. And, you know, I mean, what can you say to that? What uh, did I see Brendan Donovan in the dugout yesterday? Was he with no, the team yesterday? He's, he's been under the okay. weather. He's been under the weather, so they just told him to stay home. I couldn't so, see. I thought. I mean, I was trying to look and see, and I saw the hair, and I don't know if that was no. him or Jeff Albert that I saw down there. No, that's probably Albert. But no, he's uh, 
he, he hopefully he's back today. Okay. So there, I think that kind of, I think that kind of runs them all down. Right. So, uh, yeah. I mean, outside of a few relievers that we just, you know, by the way, Corey Dickers is back. I trust me. I saw, Hey, you know what? I really pull for the guy because, you know, he's been a good player in the game. Okay. Uh, and I thought when they added him, okay, here's an experienced left-handed bat. He can hit for a little power. He's a good hitter. Uh, but man, it just, it just hasn't clicked. No. It and I think, clicked. and I think if the Cardinals would have had the ability to look at all of their young talent in the off season in a normal off season, I don't know if you go out and spend the $5 yeah, million do. dollars to get him. Yeah, you do. You still because, think so? Yeah. Because you didn't have yeah, See, here's a mistake they made. They made this mistake last year. They only had one left-handed professional bat in the organization. And that was Matt Carpenter. Think about that. He was the only guy that had legitimate big league experience in the organization. Remember, they tried to run Justin Williams out there, and he wasn't the answer. They didn't have anybody else. And nobody saw Donovan coming on this quickly. Now, I, I thought he should have made team out spring training. Mm -hmm. I think that he was a better player than Newbar. But when it's all said and done, he didn't have any big league experience. And that's what they were looking for, a guy who could do some things, play the outfield, and give them some some extra bats there, but it's it just not working. I mean, there was a ball on Saturday, guy tagged up from third, and it, it was an, it was it was not a good throw mm -hmm. from him. No. So it is what it is. You know, Cardinals spent a lot of money in the offseason on players, whether it's Matt, Corey Dickerson, Verhagen, Alex Wood. There's a lot of guys. It's, I think it's like thirty million bucks almost that they spent on guys, and it, none of them worked. Yeah. As I'm looking here, you know, kind of going through, and I know the injuries have played into the most recent lineups that we've seen put out there. What, five guys yesterday in the lineup to start the game were under 200 with a batting average. And there's been talk about the wear and tear playing shortstop has been on Tommy Edmond. And we've seen Tommy Edmond get moved down in the lineup some. With the injuries right now to Bader and O'Neill. Do you think there's been any discussion about Tommy Edmond going back out and maybe playing right field and bringing Paul DeYoung back up and seeing just if anything's there with him at short, Gorman well, at second, and just kind of moving it around that way, but having another professional bat up here that you know has has been able to hit in the past? Well, he really hasn't hit that much in Memphis. He had a little hot streak, but he hasn't hit that much. And then he got hit in the wrist, hit in the hand on pitch. Uh does anybody remember that Tommy Edmond was always a shortstop until he they put right. him at second base? So I just I don't get the, with the wear and tear. I mean, with the chips <coughs> and everything too. I I've seen Tommy Edmond make some good plays at short. I don't know what wear and tear is going on in the body that's not that that's hurting him at the plate. I just think it's a guy that started off really hot, and I think the season's getting to him. He's been asked to do a lot this year. Yeah, I, I think you make a good point. Uh, I think it's just the wear and tear of the season, not the yeah. position. Right. Uh, so, you know, that's just something that, you know, he's going to have to play through. You know, the all-star break would be good for him. You know, I kind of felt he could have made – he should have made the team. But, you know, there comes a lot of issues in how selections are made. You know, Cardinals have four guys going. Uh, four guys coming from a team that's the best defensive team in the game, but yet and still offensively they're not doing what they need to do as far as a record would show, let alone their pitching. So – and I can't blame Tommy Edmond for that, but – you know, you, you want you have to have another guy from every team on there, so that comes into play also. 
We uh, we we already knew yesterday before the uh, the game that Albert Pujols and Paul Goldschmidt were going to be on the All Star team. Uh, Albert, one of the commissioner's picks, and then Goldschmidt voted in as the starting first baseman. Then after the game, it was announced that Nolan Arenado made it as a reserve, and Ryan Helsley made it uh, his first All Star game. And well-deserved, too. Glad to see him get the save. And then uh, the announcement made that he is going to be at the All-Star game. So you mentioned Tommy Edmond, another one, too, that I think might have been overlooked, Miles Michaelis. Who's the bigger snub between Miles Michaelis and Tommy Edmond? Well, I think it's Edmond. Uh, Although, you know what? I'm going to go Tony LaRusso tie for first. So Edmund, because, I mean, we all know Edmund, this. Uh, yeah, we know how it, good Edmund's been. Uh, Miles Michaelis, I looked this up this morning. He is top 10 among National League pitchers in ERA, innings pitched, whip, opponent's batting average, quality starts, and he is one pitch away from being uh, uh, one of two National League pitchers to have two complete games on the season. And one pitch away from having a no-hitter. Yeah. You know, the other thing is with, with, with uh, Edmund, you know, defensively, he's the number one guy in the National League in war. Yeah. Ar- Arnado and Nico Horner are second and third. Sec- they tied for second. Uh, and the Cardinals haven't had a guy who was number one in war defensively since Scott Rowland. So, you know, I can make an argument for both those guys uh, on being on the all-star team. But in, in this day and age, I'd rather for them to have the rest. Than to play yeah. because it's a grind. You know, you've been all star games. There's a lot required of of people uh, for the game. So, it really is. I mean, you're talking. I mean, these guys play on Sunday, and then the media availability is Monday morning. So these guys are having to finish up their games on Sunday wherever they are in the country, and then fly out to wherever the game is and be asked to be you know to sit wherever it is and answer questions from the media twelve hours later. Yeah, I, I think they've overdone it, uh, but you know they don't. They didn't ask me because now let me get this straight: Are the teams not wearing their own uniforms in the game this year? I have Players? no idea. It's always Somebody been floated because... that out to me that they were going to be not. They were going to wear some other uniforms other than their own team uniform. If that's the case, I probably won't even turn it on. That's because I I think that's one of the best things about the game are the introductions and wearing those uniforms. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. And every year they, they bring this out and I always wonder if that's the case or if these are just the, what they're wearing on for the home run derby. If that's That's what these are for. You want to use the home run derby. That's fine. I don't know. I I don't know if it's something Nike related, but we'll uh, I, I guess we'll find out next week when the uh, when the game is. Hey, this is lunch with Klabes and Joe, powered by Amron, Illinois, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura, and also hey, we're sponsored by these guys, the Home Loan Experts. Hi, I'm Mike Claiborne, and I'm with the Gillespies, and I have to ask you a question: Is it true that you need a big down payment to buy a house these days? No, Mike, that is not true. I've closed several clients with zero money down. Seriously, zero dollars down. And as a bonus, we'll give you a $500 gift card when you mention Mike Claiborne. Only at jnjloans.com. Hey, also a sponsor here of Lunch with Claves and Joe. Claves, it's your friends over at Pawfect K9. Pawfect K9. I got an appointment. I think it's Wednesday 
just taking the dogs over a little refresher and just making sure that we're, I'm doing things the right way. I mean, I don't have any problems with them, but you know, uh, you learn so much when you have somebody work with your dogs and uh, what these guys have been able to do for me has been phenomenal. My dogs, I know have come to appreciate the, the, the discipline and the organization that they have. And uh, if you're thinking about a pet for your home or a pet for security, whatever, they can train anything. I mean, there's no breed that they won't train. So if you're looking for something for a family dog or security or whatever, uh, I would start with these guys because they do competitions all over the country. They train police departments, military dogs, you name it. They do it all and they can do the same for you. So I would just go online, check them out, set up an appointment or they'll even come to you and you can show they'll show you firsthand on how they get things done. They get done things done the right way where your dog will only be better. And they'll enjoy themselves more than anything else. So I would say check them out. Pawfet K9. That's P-A-W-F-E-C-T-K-9.com. We'll be back with more in 30 seconds. Throughout the years, many Cardinals players with unique nicknames have left their mark on the organization and will be remembered for decades to come. On Saturday, July 16th, we celebrate a few of those players with a mystery nickname jersey. You will not know which player's nickname will be on the back of your jersey until you walk through the gates of Bush Stadium. For more information, head to cardinals.com slash promotions. Before we get into the uh, the blues and everything, Claves, I know, I don't know if you saw last week, um, the Padres wore their City Connect jerseys for the first time. Cardinals haven't had their City Connect jerseys revealed just yet, but that blue look, that dark blue look like you saw in the uh, the commercial just there, they're going to give away. I wonder if that's because we already, we've seen, or maybe the red, because the Cardinals don't have a red jersey yet outside of spring training. Kind of, uh, I, I'm just one of those, you know, be fun to have. I know my uh, my kid being a Padres fan, he's looking forward to getting his City Connect uh, Padres stuff this uh, this weekend. So I, I'm, I'm still waiting for that Cardinal one to come out and you know those are going to fly off the shelves. Well, I can tell you one person who won't have one. You? I'm, uh, I don't get into this. I saw you tweet out the hat, the 4th of July hat the other I day. I just want to get people's game. opinion. Yeah, what, what, do you was, think? what was the general consensus? You know what? It was pretty right down the middle. You know what? You had some people that loved him and some people were like, you know, no, nah, this doesn't work. Some people are, are not adverse to change. Uh, I probably wouldn't wear it. Uh, but, you know, I know that they're trying to do things that create interest and excitement. You know, there's some people that would wear anything on their head, you know, if it had a Cardinal logo on it. So I, I get it. But it was it was probably right down the middle. It's uh, better. It was better than some of the older designs they've had. I'll say that. Well, let me ask you this. And I, and I keep meaning to ask somebody else. You know, we wear these blue uniforms on the road, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't we wear them at home? Because I, last check, every place we played on a Saturday, I couldn't find that Cardinal jersey in that team store in that ballpark. But I know I can find it in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. So why not wear your regular grays on the road and wear the blue on Saturday, the cream color on Sunday, and your whites on Friday? I mean, they're going to sell. I know I, I have one of those blue jerseys and even the blue color, like you wear that. I've worn it at Wrigley and you get fans coming up and saying how nice they look and how they like those. I mean, that's a Those are Cubs fans that say that they like the way the colors look. So, you know, the Cardinal fans are going to buy buy the hell out of them. So I just think selling a, wear them at home. Yeah. 
So, but I'm not in the marketing department, so. I, you know I'm, what? I bet you have smarter some pool. than me when it comes to that. I bet you have some. I'm going to ask the at question. Some, at some points, I mean, at some point, that nickname stuff on the back. I mean, they're going to have. Do you have your own bobblehead, by the way? Because I know Polo no. has his own bobblehead. I, I'm not in that line. For they haven't made a Claves bobblehead no, yet. They haven't. They got everybody else one, but I, I don't need one. I'm good. I, I think there there are people out there that would like one. Maybe okay. next year on Flag Day we can uh, we can get that. You may have something out. there. We'll get that. You you holding the flag, bobblehead, microphone in one hand. There we go. We'll. Uh, yep. Yeah, we'll we'll make it happen. Okay. We'll right. uh we'll get Ben on it. I and mean, he's already in charge of first pitches, so we'll see if we can get him in charge of bobbleheads Good. as well. Good. Hey, uh Blues this last week, NHL. We saw the draft. It was what up in Montreal. The fans were were crazy there. Everybody's having their drafts all over the place now, making a big deal out of them. But the the biggest news from it, uh Vladimir Tarasenko still wants to be traded, and uh Vial Husso was traded to the uh to the Detroit Red Wings. Well, you know, if if Tarasenko wants to go, that's okay. I mean, I get it. You know, I, I commend him. He had a great season. He had 82 points last year. Uh, but if there's something he wants to do elsewhere, then, you know, that's fine. I, I'm sure the Blues will find a good trade partner for him. They're in really? a better position to trade him this year than they were. I mean, the, yeah. the issue last year was nobody knew what his value was because nobody knew how healthy he right. was going to be. He went out and had a great season. He did not seem to cause any issues. No, with he the was Blues, fine. And was so, fine. you know, it, he should bring back a lot more this year. I agree with you. And I think that's what the Blues are looking at. But they're not going to give him away. I think they're going to find a good trade partner and, and get something in return. I, I think they also want to free up some salary cap money because I think they have aspirations of bringing some other people in. Uh, so, yeah, I think you'll see something done. You may see something done. You know, free agency starts on, on Wednesday. Now, he's not a free agent. He still has another year on his contract. But I really think that they're going to try and just move on from this and, and try and develop their team for the future. Uh, that's not going to include him. Yeah, that's uh, and I saw he he posted on social media for the first time in a while, just kind of showing him at a lake or something, which I think had absolutely nothing to do with the Blues, the organization, his contract. If you've read what's going on with athletes over in Russia, I think that was basically just to show, hey, I'm in America, I'm okay. I think that's that's kind of what the reason yeah. was behind that. <clears throat> I, you know what, Joe? And that's that's an interesting point you make because that's a really sticky subject. Guys can't go home and fear not being able to get back in the country, and players cannot probably be too open about their opinion about what's going on in fear of the uh, reprisals to their families. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of in between a rock and a hard place. And while that may be home. These guys are living it up pretty good here in this country. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, this weekend uh, we will have the Open Championship. It's uh, July 14th through the 17th. It's at St. Andrews. Claves, you ever been out to St. Andrews? Yes, and I'm never going back. <laughs> Why? The weather is crappy. <laughs> I mean, it's just – I mean, okay, so here's the deal. I know these are the oldest golf courses in the world, but they look like them too. Okay, I mean, there's nothing special about any of those courses. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just flat ground in most cases, and the, the bunkers look like, you know, bomb craters. I was not impressed at all. The weather, like I said, was crappy. So uh, I don't have to do it again. But I know it's a big deal because it's the oldest event in the sport, and I know people get off on that, and that's fine. You know, whatever floats your boat. Um, but I would tell you this. If, if St. Andrews was named – 
St. Whoever in Knob Nostra, Missouri, you wouldn't play it. No. You wouldn't no, play it's, it. I mean, if you if you showed somebody the designs that you were going to build Wrigley Field in 2022, people would say absolutely not yeah. to that too. So so they it's have nostalgia. history on the side. They have tradition yeah. on the side. And and there's something to be said for that. Who do you like this weekend? You know, Rory I really don't is know. the odds on favorite, by the way. Who is that? Thousand, Rory is the uh, uh is the favorite right now. Rory's always the favorite. Uh I don't know. Shifley's playing well right now. Uh, you know, but you don't want to be too hot going to a tournament like that. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna just go out on a limb. I don't think it's gonna be a well-known guy that's gonna win. I think it's gonna be somebody who's a fledged. You know what? I'm gonna go with Zalatoris. I think Zalatoris is getting close. So that would be my guy if I had to have one person. He is uh, plus twenty five hundred right now to win. Okay. So yeah. Uh, and I think for him, the reason why he's at that number is he's been so close. And then you're gonna have people say, well, he can't finish. You know, kind of like Sergio Garcia couldn't win a major. Mm-hmm. But I think Zal Torres has got a lot more talent. You know, he's got a better attitude than Sergio. So we'll see what happens. It'll be a, uh, another time where we will see the live golf tour guys mixing it up with the PGA uh, golf golfers. Would you, you expect any kind of headlines, anything like that coming out of this? You know what? It's kind of an old story now. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I know they didn't invite Greg Norman to the open because I and and rightfully they didn't want a bigger distraction. Uh, and then you get these guys taking pot shots at each other because it, you know, well, you sold out. Well, okay, hundred million bucks. It probably a lot of guys would do. Mm-hmm. So, but it's really no big. You know, who cares? You know, it's not like they're gonna get in the ring and fight each other. It's not like it's a physical confrontation that they're gonna have. So I don't know where this goes other than writers looking to stir the pot over an issue that uh, it is what it is. And, you know, we've seen leagues develop and, and merge in some cases and players have left to go play in them. I mean, I, I guess nobody remembers the ABA when they were getting guys out of high school and, and some guys out of college that were playing. And eventually they merged with the NBA. Uh, the AFL did the same thing. Uh, so I, I don't know where the PGA gets off and thinking that somebody can't compete against them and spare me with the blood money thing, you know, the blood money thing. And I've said this before, has anybody taken a look at this country and all the issues that we have going on? Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if we're the ones that can, you know, color this kettle black because of the fact that we have our own internal human rights issues, uh, that, you know, we probably don't acknowledge as much. Uh, but, you know, Saudi Arabia and the U.S., I mean, I thought that was kind of a lame-ass reason to say, well, you can't play for those guys. You know, what about some of these owners or some of these members of some of these prestigious clubs that we play at for these great events and, and their background on how they may have kept people down? Right. So, I, you know, I just th- thought the whole thing was just more – it was more hype than anything else. And you know what? The live tour is getting all the extra publicity they can stand. And then finally, Klaibs, on my uh, on my list here, um, so earlier I made the mistake because I texted you our, our topics for uh, for today, knowing it was going to be a short show, and I had my paper sitting here. It was uh, downstairs. I asked my kid to go get it, and he grabbed it and was walking up the stairs reading all of the topics we were going to discuss, and he said, Dad, what's this last one mean? The, uh, the last topic down here is Zach Wilson dash slept with best friend's mom. So that was fun. Uh <laughs> Okay. Now, this is a guy from BYU, right? It is, yes. Why don't they have, you know, is he Mormon? 
he is I mean, he went there so you got to assume i mean they're not drafting anybody about that. I don't else know. outside anyway, of it right you know what we, I, I don't know what to say about that his ex-girlfriend has uh accused him of sleeping with his best friend's mom who also uh yeah the uh the ex-girlfriend by the way currently dating another nfl wide receiver commander star dax uh, milney so she went so she's one... been around the horn too here yeah yeah this is yeah second uh second nfl player that she is uh with uh-huh that's because on social media accused her of being a homie hopper Claves. that's i i have never heard the i have not heard the phrase homie hopper before i haven't but it certainly fits the bill i think yeah I, there's been i mean those the, the names have there's been names for that for years for decades homie hopper is a new one i like it yeah <laughs> Jersey chaser. Uh, that's, that's usually what it is. I, yeah. But I've never heard of that one. So, so she dropped a dime on Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson yes. didn't acknowledge this. Nobody else. She, so this sounds like a little bit of jealousy here. Uh, maybe uh, a little uh, bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So we, I guess we should have asked, well, how many people did you sleep with? That'd be, yeah, that'd be a fair question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. So that's how we're going to end this today, huh? I mean, how exactly. else? Uh, how else are we going to end it today? I mean, we could talk about uh, the fact that the uh, the latest Joe West podcast is up right now. Our biggest guest to date with Charles Barkley going uh, the, about an hour and a half with Sir Charles. That's up and running right now. If you go and search fifty four sixty the Joe West podcast, and you can uh, you can listen to that interview with uh with chuck as you guys talk about really talk about everything talk about his career talk about his uh a lot of his relationships his friendships and basketball golf football all kinds of stuff with uh with charles barkley it's one hell of an interview well we we thank him for being part of it he he made the show yeah and by the way you saw what he didn't finish under in the top 70 which i saw uh vegas made a lot of money on him finishing yeah. 74th yeah well, it wasn't because of lack of effort. He's he's he talks about his golf game. Yeah, and uh, well, let's not let the cat out the bag. Let's let him listen to it. We don't I'm, want to tell him too much. Yeah, so you can go. You can watch it too. You go to YouTube and you search fifty four sixty, Joe West podcast. You can find it there, or go to Spotify, iTunes, wherever it is you listen to your podcast, and you can find it there as well. Hey, that's going to do it for us here on this edition of Lunch with Claves and Joe. Listen to it if you missed any of it on our podcast page. Just search for Claves Online wherever you find your podcasts and hear it there as well. For Mike Claiborne, I am Joe Roderick. We will talk to you next week right here on Lunch with Claves and Joe, powered by Amron, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Actor and sponsored by thehomeloanexpert.com. Talk to you soon. St. Louis Acura has almost 200 pre-owned vehicles in stock with inventory arriving daily and can offer the best trade-in value. While others raise their prices and fees, we choose to earn your repeat and referral business by not taking advantage of the current market situation. We invest in our team, becoming one of St. Louis's top places to work and fastest growing companies. St. Louis Acura remains committed to becoming better than ever for you. Located at Manchester and Mason Roads.